Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda's in Zephyr B. This is season 25 for me and season 21 for Amanda. And this is day 10 of season 93. Our first question asks us, uh, what two rivers does a city named Cairo sit at the confluence of? So it's, I believe, pronounced Cairo Probably, in the yeah. local parlance, uh, because this is the one in Illinois. Oh. Um, the, uh, the, the more famous Cairo is uh, on one major river, as far right. as I recall. Yeah. Um, but, and... The fact that this one is famous perhaps above all else for mm-hmm. being at that confluence means, yeah, it's definitely not the one in Egypt. Yeah. Uh, so I had to think, okay, what are two major rivers that intersect in Illinois? And, of course, I decided that it was the Missouri and the Mississippi. Okay. That was the place where those two mighty rivers conjoined. So this one, when I, I read it, um, I at least initially thought to myself, that I like I figured it'd be the Mississippi and I figured it'd be something that flows into the Mississippi. Um and I thought that, you know, I had this vague sense that uh Cairo is was in the Midwest. I first thought maybe it's in Ohio and it's the Ohio River. Um and I bounced that around a little bit and I thought, yeah, that sounds okay, but I'm thinking maybe it's more like over in like Missouri. Um and so would that be, you know, the Mississippi and the Missouri instead? Um, but I kind of came back to um, the Ohio and I, I'm not even totally sure I can say why, except that I felt like it was likelier to be located, um, I don't know, a little bit more east than it apparently is. Um, but, you know, I, I had really pictured it being in, I don't know, Kentucky or Ohio or something like that. Um, and so I just, it, this was kind of a very gestalty one for me. I, I knew Mississippi would be the major river. And then I went ahead and went with the Ohio as the one that, that joined it. Cause it seemed like that's the one that kind of drains like the whole upper Eastern Midwest kind of. And I thought if you're going to mark the confluence of two huge rivers like i think the ohio is a more major one than the missouri um so i just figured it, it might be the more recognizable and therefore the subject of a trivia question i'm kind of th- that's kind of a back formation i don't think i had that reasoning really spelled out in my head uh when i was answering but maybe maybe a little bit implicitly anyway i put down the mississippi and the ohio and that was correct hey uh cairo is right at the southern tip of illinois okay those two join Sure. Uh, the Mississippi and the Missouri uh, join up at St. Louis. Right. Which okay. is what makes it the major city of the western Midwest. Sure. Okay. that port. Question two asks us what university four consecutive Gatorade High School Basketball Player of the Year winners went to? Yeah, so... This one, I figured, like, the, the first name that comes to mind when I think of women's basketball is UConn, the University of Connecticut. Um, and I want to say, is that where Pat Summit used to coach, or was that a different team? That was Tennessee. That was Tennessee. Okay, because I was debating between UConn and, and 
and sort of implicitly Tennessee because of that. They thought, yeah, I know Pat Summit was, I think Pat Summit was there or at least in the mid South, basically, um, it, by area, not conference, if I'm, you know, misusing that name. Um, but I thought, you know, she retired, I want to say longer ago than some of these players. It was, yeah, it was definitely a few years back. Yeah. So I thought eh, it might not be the, you know, that might not be the right, uh, direction to go in. So then I kind of went back to Yukon cause I thought, you know, they're still pretty prominent. Um, they're still kind of a big deal. Um, you know, kind of realized later in, you know, chatting with some friends about the, the match day that, um, you know, one of whom lives in Connecticut and says it's just a huge deal. Everything about UConn basketball is, you know, front page news kind of thing. Um, and so I just kind of, I tipped back towards UConn and put it down as U-C-O-N-N, um, which I am given to understand is a, an appropriate representation of the university's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I put down UConn. Uh, I pretty much went the same way. Uh, I knew that you know, clearly these were women's names. Uh, so where where would f- the four consecutive best women's basketball players of the year go? That would be Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, if, if, if it had been, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, maybe I would have uh, leaned more toward Tennessee. Uh, they had an amazing run uh, for a while there. Mm. But, yeah, UConn women's basketball is just uh, the dominant force and has been for uh, at least the last decade. Uh, okay. So I said Connecticut. Okay. And the correct answer was the University of Connecticut. I, I assume either of our answers will be accepted. Yeah, I think so. UConn is a pretty common uh, term for them. Right. So. And, you know, our friend who lives out there put up their, you know, the university homepage refers mm-hmm. to them as UConn. Yeah, it's UConn.edu. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, they don't even bother but spelling But even it out. when they mm-hmm. spell it out in the text of the yep. webpage, yep. they say, at UConn, we do blah, blah, blah. So. Because who can spell Connecticut? And why bother? <laughs> Question three asks us, uh, what are the other kinds of, ter- of trees besides evergreens? Well, that's deciduous. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. Uh, I, I didn't know that it originated from the Latin for fall off. Sure. But I guess that makes sense. Descent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's deciduous. Yep. I, yeah, same here. Um, I I had assumed it was sort of like uh, deciding, like the deciding is sort of a breaking point, and that's where the derivation mm. of it was. But, yeah, I just, I, I just knew this was deciduous. That's like kind of the other... Uh, that's the term for this kind of tree. That's what I put down. And that was correct. Indeed. Question four <laughs> tells us a lot of things about a Shakespearean comedy and says, in particular, it is believed to have been written for the Epiphany. Hence the name. Right. Thank goodness for that nerfing, because I would have been spending a lot more time flipping through names of Shakespeare plays uh, if not for that. But I know that the Feast of the Epiphany takes place... Uh, 12 days after Christmas. And so that's 12th night, I guess, you know, 12 nights after Christmas too. So, um, or, or it's 12 nights after Christmas Eve. I don't remember the exact thing, but I know that that's the relationship is what it has with Christmas. Um, and so I, you know, 
realizing that, I was like, oh, well, this must be Twelfth Night then. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't read it. I wouldn't recognize it by the setting or the names that are mentioned in the question. In fact, I would have probably gone with something like A Midsummer Night's Dream uh, until I got to the that last sentence and the part about the Feast of the Epiphany. So um, I put down Twelfth Night. Uh, I also zeroed in on Feast of the Epiphany being the source of the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, I, yeah, I did not make that numerical connection. And I thought, oh, oh well, Epiphany is in winter. Mm-hmm. This must be a winter's tale. Ah, fair. Uh, I have not read Winter's Tale. I'm fairly certain I've not read Twelfth Night either mm-hmm. because I didn't recognize the names. Right. Uh, so that was what I went with, a oh. Winter's Tale. Uh, unfortunately for you, it is Twelfth Night. It is Twelfth Night. Yeah. Too bad. Mm. Well, for you. Never made that connection. Yeah. <laughs> Put that caveat on there. Uh, question five uh, tells us about a painting by Pablo Picasso and how its name was changed, asking us for the other French term, substituted in for Le Bordel. So I knew that this was about the the subject of the painting, which was uh, young women. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, uh, what is the French term for young women or girls? And I thought, Le Fils? Fils? F-I-L-L-E-S? Les mm. Fils? Um... I thought Les Fils d'Avignon. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That would, that mm-hmm. seemed to be a thing I'd heard of. Mm-hmm. So sure, we'll go with that. Right. Um, yeah, this is one where it, you know, it kind of coalesced for me a little bit. Uh, as I read through the question and realized uh, Le Bordel is presumably a French term for a bordello. Mm-hmm. Um, and so understandably, your exhibition organizer would want to rename it something a little bit more genteel, I suppose, mm-hmm. for um, for being shown at a public event. So um, I figured, well, you know, the subject of a painting in a bordello is going to be um, a woman or women there. And so um, I, I thought, if you're, what's a term that you would call, a, like a respectful term, that you'd call a young woman in French, mademoiselle would certainly be that. And then that kind of clicked for me that this painting is about, uh, I thought, you know, I, I had it in my head as Le Demoiselle d'Avignon, um, which is apparently not quite uh, exact, but the term that re- you know, replaced the, the first part of the original title, I put down as Demoiselle, um, you know, without the article and singular. Um, I, you know, I, I just kind of kept it to the, again, sort of the smallest piece that I thought was <laughs> correct. Because <laughs> I wasn't, somehow I got the idea that um, there would be just, there might just be a single subject in the painting. So, um so I put down Demoiselle for my answer. And that was correct. Or at least Les, de- Les Demoiselles. Yeah, I, I couldn't find it in the official rules. As I recall, plural versus not doesn't matter. At least on Jeopardy. It doesn't Generally matter. speaking, I, I um, think you're good. 
Um, it's, I feel like he, I knew what I what they were going for. Yeah, I mean, you you got the main part of it, mm-hmm. and uh, um, it did not specifically say a two word term or to include the article or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I think you're probably okay. But I hope so. We'll see. <laughs> In my heart, I'm, I, yes. I I got it right. <laughs> Question six asks us what fruit. Uh, is is William George Spencer Cavendish an important figure in the history of uh, the cultivar of bananas that we that is ubiquitous that we eat that comes from the grocery store today is the Cavendish one. So I I knew this was banana. Yeah, that's that's all I I have read about it. It's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. The end. Is that the current one? I was I <laughs> when I read this I kind of thought oh yeah that's the old version that isn't. Uh, that, that died off and is replaced was replaced with our current version. I believe the Cavendish the, is the current. Okay. One. Do you know what the old one was? Um, I, I would have to look it up. Okay. Maybe I can yeah. get it real quickly. No sense in that. Okay. The the story is that uh, the reason banana flavor in candy and such uh, doesn't really taste like bananas is mm-hmm. that it was based on this previous cultivar, right? Uh, which was much higher in a particular very simple chemical compound that that is used to make the banana flavor now right oh, i can't maybe it's a two or like a saint something anyway yeah so, I, I know yeah. what you mean i yeah. read about that as well and yeah I, but as soon as i saw a cavendish sure and fruit mm-hmm. that was yeah that was it for me so yep so i had three yeah and i on my birthday y'all yeah. I beard it. Hooray. I can't open the beer fast enough to make the sound, but um, but yeah, that was kind of a fun uh, um, bonus for for my uh, anniversary of my natality, um, especially getting the Mississippi and Ohio because rivers are terrible subject for me. I'm very bad at them. Mm. I'm not good at geography generally, although I'm getting better. I think a little bit, but. Um, but yeah, that one I really was very pleasantly surprised to to land on. Um, and also UConn, I'm not, you know, game sport questions are not great for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the art question, I'm kind of surprised that that surfaced out of the murky depths. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's a pretty darn good day for me there. Yep. Well done. Thank you. Congratulations and happy birthday. Thank you. And I guess you don't want to talk about defending or anything like that? Uh, no. Um, Deciduous was my zero, mm. uh, at least in the main rundle. Um, and yeah, that I was, gave that one more yeah, points as well. I, I think uh, I think Demoiselle was my three because my opponent had a similarly bad mm. art. Uh, similar to me, a very low art score compared to their others. Okay. So. Yeah, it... Funnily enough, I put a zero on the rivers question in the main rundle and a three uh, in the private because people's scores were just kind of opposite like that. So um, happily, it didn't turn out to matter overly much, I think. I hope. Uh, But I guess we'll find out. So that's it for today. Tune in on Wednesday. That's right. Because we have the holiday Monday uh, of Memorial Day coming up. So join us on Wednesday for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit, don't cheat.